Welcome back to a podcast for moms. If you're new here, it's a pleasure to introduce myself. I'm your host. My name is Julia Sparkman. If you're a returning listener, bless you. Thank you. Your continued support means so much to me. I am so very excited about today's episode with Cecilia Sterling. Cecilia is the owner of Vocabulary Boutique in San Diego. That's where I'm located. And she's also a mom to a three-year-old. I absolutely loved my conversation with Cecilia for so many reasons. One of those reasons, one of those reasons being how much she surprised me. I had met Cecilia in person a few years ago and I have followed her on Instagram since and I knew her and I know her to be bubbly and vivacious and outgoing and energetic. So I expected to hear you know, more or less of a, I'm saying this in air quotes, a hustle story from her in regards to how she runs her business, Vocabulary Boutique, while solely caring for her three-year-old daughter. So prior to speaking with her, she told me that she does not have, you know, consistent childcare for her daughter. She doesn't have a nanny. She doesn't go to daycare. And so I knew that she was the primary caregiver to her daughter and that she also runs her own boutique so I'm expecting you know that she's like gonna say I get up at 4 a.m and I stay up late and I work every day and that was literally the opposite of what her life is like and what she told me Cecilia brings so much zen and grace and beauty to the art of mothering and our conversation inspired me to invite more zen and grace and beauty into my day-to-day as a woman and a mom and you know human being who is trying to both parent and be in partnership and be in relationship with others while also trying to start something entrepreneurially. So speaking with Cecilia was oh, it was a deep breath and a breath of fresh air for me. I titled this episode Blossoming in Motherhood and Finding Your Own Way with Cecilia Sterling because of two things she said during our conversation. Referring to motherhood, she literally said, you need to find your own way. Like that was her statement. You need to find your own way. And at the end of our conversation, she said, may we blossom instead of grind. And personally, I grinded so hard overworked myself thought you know that that was my badge of honor doing more than what was humanly possible every day that was my life before I became a mom and it was very challenging for me to drop that you know quote hustle mentality when I entered motherhood and it's something that I've been you know dancing with and working with over the last couple of years now so you know it was just so great to hear her say that it's like let's drop the grind and let's step into the blossoming and I've talked about it before I've really struggled with comparison as a mom and everything Cecilia shared was such a great reminder that there are so many paths that we can take as moms as people as individuals and we just literally have to find our own way and I invite you to thoroughly enjoy this conversation. My conversation with Cecilia was so special to me. So let's jump right in. Thank you for listening. 
let's jump into you and your life. What was your life like before motherhood? How did you enter okay. motherhood? Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I graduated from college, University of Michigan, mm-hmm. moved to San Diego, partly just because I wanted to move somewhere, yeah. try something. And I had some family here I had visited. Um, didn't quite f- find my place here. And so mm-hmm. a couple years later, I was going to move back home. And then a couple things changed in my life. So I stayed, boy. Um, And then (laughs) that he went away, but he transitioned me into a different phase of experience here. And then I did find my community and my sort of reason to be. And even though it was just a lot of question marks, it became clear that it was going to happen here. Yeah. So I... Worked for quite some time, surprisingly, at Lamb's Players Theater, which was just a temporary job that I got at one point to like help them during a busy show while I interviewed for other jobs. Mm -hmm. None of those panned out. That job at the theater grew and through that did a lot of costuming, Mm -hmm. a lot of styling, and a lot of fitting on a lot of human bodies Mm -hmm. for lots of different reasons. And clothing needed to function on them in lots of different ways. And I worked with costumes from all different periods. So I got a major education in clothing, design, fabrication, pattern making even. Um, It was an amazing sort of schooling that I didn't sort of realize I was signing up for. Did you study fashion in college? No. I was going to say, I didn't know you know Michigan to be. I have always been super into it. And Mm -hmm. my mom was a seamstress. So she, I would sometimes design clothes when I was growing up and she would make them for me. Um, so that was a very like regular thing in my house. Um, and then through the theater, I ended up being their props master. Mm -hmm. And then they somehow I've struggled a little bit professionally. <laughs> we might end up talking about that a little bit more in the past. You can future join my club. So, yeah, I'm you. like, somehow I work for companies that pay me less every year instead of hmm. more every year. Yeah. And, <laughs> but I learned a lot along the way. Yeah. So um, I have some limiting beliefs in the world of finance that I have uh, been trying to heal. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was working for the theater. They decided to take all of their designers and make them freelance instead of employees. Then I started freelancing outside of that space and found that like I style, right? Like I style rooms, I style outfits, I style closets, like the school set definitely went into the world of styling pretty easily, but I didn't love hustling clients. Mm -hmm. I got a part-time job in a boutique to have like a steady paycheck while I had these different freelance projects going and loved retail. I was a little surprised by that, but I loved it. I loved helping people get dressed, learning about them, knowing where they were going, learning about their relationships, how they felt in the clothes and their bodies. And then, and that boutique was in little Italy. I worked there for a couple of years and then a space became available, which is now vocabulary. 12 years later, which is nuts. Um, But I had a lot of like 
real research about who would come in, what they were looking for, how much they would spend. So I started my own boutique and then didn't have to hustle clients. I was sort of relieved at the idea that there were hours on the door. And if someone wanted to shop with me, they could come at that time. And I was a store and this was my name, but I wasn't like fully needing to like go meet people and ask them to let me come into their home and make their lives better. So how did that initial launch go? Like, did it, was it? It actually went really well. Okay. And surprisingly, it was 2009. So economy was crashing. Yeah. And I thought if I can make it now, I'll have good business practices that are somewhat conservative. And then mm-hmm. maybe I'll do really well when things go really well. Um, but we did well right out the gate. Like, and I was here all the time then. So I didn't have payroll and, um, I was, you know, people say like your work is your baby. Yeah. Never identified with that at all. Have always been like, who wants to run this? You come and do this. You come and do that. Like, doesn't need to be me. I was fully nauseous and anxious though for a good nine months. (laughs) I think that's funny because I did birth it, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that is a real version of creativity and working with the universe in ways that I understand much better now. I was pretty clueless at the time, Definitely. but grateful. And so now Vocabulary Boutique has been here since September, 2009. Wow. So you're, you said it's your 12th anniversary. It'll be 12. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And how is it? Or 11. Maybe I'm doing my math wrong. More than 10. Anything. I'm like, I don't know what. <laughs> 2021. I'm like, don't ask. Don't put me on the spot like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, yeah. So you have vocabulary and you ha- now have a daughter. And how- I do. And she's just turned three. Just turned three. Okay. So what, what, what was that like to transition? So it sounds like you had, I really don't like using the term work-life balance, but it sounds like you had some of that prior to your daughter. I had birth? the best laid plans. <laughs> right. well, so before your daughter, were you slaving away at vocabulary? Did you I wasn't. Feel, you were not. So okay. by 2017, we had a great staff. The store was doing well, so I could have payroll, and I was playing a part-time role. Okay. And at one point I said, like, I don't make much money here, but I do love doing it. But then I want to work part-time if this is how much I'm going to make from the business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And can that work financially for, you know, it's one thing to have the intention and the mindset around it. And then another thing to like have the spreadsheet for bank sure. account that matches. But that was my intention. And I had pretty much reached that goal. I was focusing more on the marketing and connecting with clients And the day-to-day stuff was being shared by a group of um, fabulous young women. And I thought, if we can do this well with me just here part-time, then, and grow it now that I'm more focused on the marketing and growth, then I think we'll be good for me to have a baby. Mm -hmm. It kind of (laughs) worked. I think maternity leave or what? I, I took know. an official maternity leave of three months. Yep. And I probably worked part time from home during that time. Okay. Because there's a lot of texting of questions and answers and what do we do about this? And can you order a couple more of these day to day stuff that um 
I had hired a manager to sort of carry us through that period. And it was a divine connection. She's a wonderful person. She had total mother vibes. And so she was able to take care of a lot of the things that would come up. But she wasn't an ideal boutique manager. <laughs> so yeah. we had to, you know, I was still still definitely playing a pretty key role. Like, And I remember writing my first outfit of the week email, which I used to do every Wednesday with Lillian sleeping on my lap. Mm-hmm. And she was like five days old or four days old or something. Wow. And I was wow. like, I can do this. No problem. Yeah. And and how did that, how did, was it no problem or there were lots of problems that arose Mm -hmm. here and there, but lots of things did work seamlessly like that. There's a, um, I was able to put things sort of on my terms, almost out of necessity Mm -hmm. in the sense that if I have to do it, then I will do it when I can. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like there was no boss saying that doesn't work or does work or whatever. So we're going to have to A, B, and C. It was just me trying my best. I mean, the amount of grace and allowing and self acceptance that has needed to grow in me, the getting rid of perfectionism and like literally like a surfer, like what wave is coming next? Mm-hmm. Can't control the shape of the wave. Can only use the skill set you have to surf it. Let's see what happens. Is It's intense. It's been a very beautiful but very challenging um, life experience. Yeah, so that, that was so beautifully said. We're both in San Diego, so I loved the surfing reference. Yeah. <laughs> and. I really fought that. And I didn't realize that I was a perfectionist until I had my daughter because what I've learned, and I don't know if I've shared this yet. Um, I've been talking about it so much outside of podcasting. I don't know if I've Uh shared this podcast is that I realized that prior to having my daughter, I only did things if I knew I was going to be super successful. And if it came naturally to me, like I wasn't out there like pursuing and I didn't that wasn't something that was conscious of me at the right. time. You like aware. I just yeah, I was like just not doing things unless I I wasn't choosing to do things unless it was just part of my natural skill set that I would excel in naturally. So now it's so humbling is a, a word I believe. Yeah, for used, sure. Um to have to do something like this, for instance, where it's like normally starting a project, I would be like morning, noon, and night, like uh-huh. full throttle, like, you know, and, and today I'm like, put up an Instagram post because an episode went out uh-huh. and I was like, this isn't perfect, but it needs to go up and I only <laughs> yeah. have this window of time to Doing do it today. Right. Um, and so it like made me like feel a little like, eh, but I'm like, this is just how it's going to go right now. Like, right. this is just how it is. Um, and in the beginning, I was trying to like mom very perfectly. I'm curious if you had like a similar tendency where it was like, she's only getting like the best of everything. <laughs> and it's like, she eats dry cereal sometimes now. For right. breakfast, and that's what it is. Cause it's like, that's what she's going to eat. And right. is there like complete nutritious meal? No, nope, but right. 
what gets it done, right? right. Um, how, yeah. So can you talk a little bit more about your, sure. your learnings, your grace, your uh, perfectionism? I'll cry halfway through that. That's okay. I'll cry for the rest of the session. Yeah. Uh, the, the therapy session. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, so Lillian doesn't sleep well. Okay. And one of the things that that meant was even when there was the time to do something or the interest and alignment, I was so often exhausted mm-hmm. that I didn't feel I had the brain capacity or the, like literally the energy to do it well. Mm-hmm. And I would say that was more my learning around her. I have I have some pretty strong like desires and goals as far as her well-being, her education, her nurturing, her um diet, her sleep patterns, her structure, things like that. But I come from a pretty big family and I have a pretty open um I didn't need it to be a certain way. Okay. I was somewhat open to achieving my goals, I guess, in a few different ways. And so I had to a little more learning around how to deal with the world with how I felt versus her not getting in line with my intentions for her. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? She um, is relatively malleable. And gift from the universe is pretty aligned with me as far as things that I enjoy that I've exposed her to, she enjoys. Can you give me an uh, example? Uh, like she's, I would say she's an extrovert. Okay. I'm someone who needs social interaction. So as a baby, I would take her out a lot. And she wanted to be in the carrier. Great. Fine with the carrier. And she liked watching people. She liked to sit in restaurants. She liked to be at the park. Uh, And those things were super important for me to do for my own um, energetic experiences, mental health, heart. So that was great. She mostly only wanted breast milk for a really long time. So Mm -hmm. at least I felt like, well, that's probably nutritious. So that kind of hit that mark. Um, she doesn't eat a lot of different types of foods, but she generally, the ones she eats are relatively good. So like, Mm -hmm. we've been pretty good about that. And her date, like during the day schedule has been pretty consistent and it's just the sleep has been such a like, but I think it's interesting for moms because I feel like you're just like in any part of life, you have this deck. Yeah. And some of it you can get good at playing better than what you were dealt. Yes. And some of it is just like, what do they say? I call a spade a spade or whatever. Yeah. And then that's where you're learning and your transformation happens. And hopefully you feel uh, sort of supported by the parts that are easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're aware and become more and more confident because of the parts you're good at and you sort of elevate the overall experience with your skill set. And then that like lifts you up 
and provides the grace, hopefully, for the very challenging, I can't change this. I've tried everything. It's not the way I want it to be. It actually feels bad for us, right? Like kids need sleep. Yeah. So <laughs> not let's, sleeping let's is bad. Talk about what, what's your sleeping like? Like, is she in bed with you still? Like, so she, um, so she woke up every three hours until like, I don't know, yesterday. No, <laughs> it's what it seems like, right? Definitely for two years. And sometimes would just be wide awake mm. and nothing would really work to help her go back to sleep. So then you're choosing how to parent in the middle of the night when you're exhausted. My husband works a lot. He would on like one hand enjoy that she would wake up that way because he could connect with her more. But then sometimes would be like, okay, with watching TV with her, like, cause that's what she likes to do. She's mm-hmm. like, that's all she can't watch a screen. Like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm exhausted. And we're having a negotiation about it at two in the morning. Yeah. Like, worst, worst, worst case. But so she woke up a lot in the night. Sometimes she was wide awake. I would say over the last nine months, maybe she has slowly grown slightly better habits at night she does sleep in her own bed and we got her she's a pretty big kid like she's been like 99th percentile all throughout so we got her out of her crib into a twin size bed pretty early Mm -hmm. um which had benefits and consequences but she now i would say either calls for me to come into her bed or gets into my bed I don't know, 60% of the time around two or three in the morning. Okay. And goes back to sleep. Okay. And honestly, like co-sleeping is no big deal to me. I just need everybody to sleep. Like I don't care who's where as long as we're sleeping. It just became such a priority. But she still, you know, a week ago, there were two nights where she woke up at 2.30 in the morning. I was like, well, let's play. Wide awake. Wow. So, then, so how have you coped? Yeah, how have you coped with that? Like, what were some of the things that you did to so much um, coffee? Coffee, okay. Yeah. Okay. And yoga, and and actually, I will say that out of that challenge grew a daily Yin yoga practice during her main nap, mm-hmm. which then sometimes helps me fall asleep in the night nap too. Or I meditate and that can, regardless of what happens, whether I nap or not, it calms my nervous system. And now it's been long enough, like one day that wasn't going to happen and I knew ahead of time. And I was like, wow, I really count on the, I have like two parts of my day. I get through the morning, then I have my, I'll just call it meditation, whatever it ends up being. Yeah. That time of space that's only for me, that's quiet, often um, reflective, and sometimes sleeping. And then there's the second part of the day. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of curious, like, if that will move forward, even when she stops napping. Yeah. So I just want to jump to something that you and I had spoken about prior to recording. So Mm -hmm. just for the listeners to give some context, when I set up interviews, I always reach out to whoever I'm going to speak with and say, is there anything that you 
specifically would like to talk about during our conversation. Sure. And one thing that you mentioned was following your own intuition and allowing others to do the same. And then, so we talked about that a little bit more. And you had said to me that you had been feeling some like external pressure to have your daughter play. So I do want to get back to first. I want to say, I want to get back to the following the intuition, but now I really want to specifically ask the question that you have felt like you have been pressured to maybe find a different childcare arrangement for your daughter. So it sounds like you primarily take care of your daughter on your own from what I'm hearing. And you have the boutique and you're not getting full night sleeps now for three <laughs> right. years in a row. For three years. Um, so literally, because I, I asked you, I was like, or I said to you, I was like, one thing I'm going to ask you is how do you do it? Like, how do you get your work done for the boutique? How do you keep your home obligations, responsibilities? Sure. Also meditate in the middle of the day. I'm like, wow, like high fives for that. Right. Yeah, um, so right. it's like, how, how are you managing all those things? And so maybe we can talk about how you actually like tactfully do it first. Sure. Um, and then we can kind of get into like the pressure you're feeling and then how you've followed your own intuition throughout your journey. Cause you've had such a, a beautiful, unique path here in your experience. Thanks. I, um, I like calling it beautiful. Yeah. And there are 1 billion things I want to say in response to that. I mean, it's such a soup. So for, okay. I think firstly, I want to say the need for the middle of the day rest created in me a different type of prioritization for tasks. Mm-hmm. And my house often is messy, which I detest. It's like the worst. But I will meditate before doing the dishes okay. because it became such a physical need. Mm-hmm. And I never would have done that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the work stuff. I, I will attest, if I didn't actually love the tasks that were on my plate, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I cram them in. A lot of things are done on my phone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can text or call or check a website and place an order or get some information that later in the day I will A, B, and C address. Um, I ha- And, you know, COVID on top of all of this has just been like, Anything that had found a place got flipped. You know, it's like, oh, something wasn't shaken up by your daughter. (laughs) Now everything is shaken up. So when you ask, how do I do it? My initial response is I just handle what comes to me as it comes. As best I can, as soon as I can. And sometimes I try to do more than I should. And sometimes I probably do slightly less than I could. Mm-hmm. But I would say, you know, majority of the time, I'm graceful enough to say I will get to this at an appropriate time and handle it in the best possible way as it comes. 
Are you then sometimes working while you're watching your daughter? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so for my Friday lives, which is now a regular thing on Instagram Mm -hmm. with vocabulary, she specifically watches a show during the live. Okay. And it's, you know, about 25 minutes and her little two little mini things are 24 minutes and she looks forward to it and she plays at the boutique before and after the show. Um, what does she like to watch? I'm just curious. Uh, Octonauts and Kung Fu Panda sometimes is okay. like a movie that we watch as like episodes, like we'll watch, sure. you know, 15 yeah. or 20 minutes. Yeah. And then um, K- PBS Kids, there's definitely like Curious George, Eleanor, Dinosaur Train. I love Dinosaur Train. Okay. She's kind of science oriented, so she really likes that too. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a total aside. I was just yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Then, of course, like you get to know those shows, you have your own preferences, right? Definitely. Um, <laughs> so you have integrated her into vocabulary. Like she's Yes. There. Yeah. And that's it. She's here. We probably come twice a week. Okay. And we've sort of developed a schedule around that. And honestly, different developmental stages have worked better or worse for that. Yeah. Right now we're in a stage where she can watch a show. She can play with things in the shop. She, we have blocks and some other toys and things here. We have a park just a few blocks away and she can like have a larger understanding of we're doing this for a period of time. And then we're going to the park we're going to the park and then we're doing this at the shop. She's building relationships with the other women that work here so that, mm-hmm. you know, she'll look forward to seeing them. Um, but there have been different stages where it was easier or harder, yeah. whether it was stroller in, in the stroller and she'll sleep for an hour while I do some things on in the shop or on the computer or nothing's working right now. Like we can't be in that physical space. <laughs> like I was going to say, I'm at a stage with my daughter. She'll be two at the end of the month where I would not want to bring her to your shop. Like right. I would not want, I just, right. it would be really stressful for me. Um, right. she would like, pull clothes off hangers or like totally. try to touch everything, you know? Right. So yeah, totally. I could see how that could, yeah. you know, go So stages. there have been different moments. Yes. Or phases, yeah. but, and the external pressure is interesting. Mm-hmm. And this I would have dealt with in the past very differently. Okay. So I do energy healing. I practice yoga. I meditate. I have a massage therapist who does life coaching. Okay. And my connection with her is like half life coach, half therapist. She has a lot of training. We've become close over the years. Mm -hmm. So there is a, um, I have a line of support there And what all of that support has created is a lot of education for me about human, personal, spiritual development. So rewind, you know, 10 years ago and someone says, you should put uh, her in daycare so that you can run your business. Or they say something else, but that's what I make their statement mean because I'm grappling with that, concerned about that, asking questions of myself about what's best for her and for me and our home and our family and the boutique. 
So in the past, I would have thought a lot about what that person said to me, period. Now I have this surge of feeling. I understand that that means I need to pay attention to those feelings, why I'm feeling that way. By now I've forgotten who said what, don't remember the quote, not concerned about them. Um, Thank God. (laughs) It's just like makes your whole like living, growing, learning, communicating relationships more effective and less time like hating on someone that has nothing to do with them. Okay. <laughs> right. So I realized that I'm t- ans- asking those questions. I'm seeking the answer. I'll seek outside of myself for a minute. Then it will come back to me. And I have landed in the place this week based on several external conversations, interestingly, because then the universe is like, so one cool thing about a public job, like a boutique, Mm -hmm. is the universe has all these humans it can send into my shop to say random things to me. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not like she's going to open door. It's the only person she talks to. Like, how are we going to get her this message? I know they're all, there are abundant ways. But so another client comes in, I share with her about feeling that pressure and the feeling is mine. It doesn't matter what the person's judgment or recommendation was. The feeling is mine. I then realize I have an insecurity about what's best. Mm -hmm. She says to me, Cecilia, I have found, and she's a lawyer. So the great thing about lawyers is they're generally very neutral and diplomatic when they share information. Right? So she is someone emotionally who doesn't tend to project onto me. And then she professionally knows how to communicate in a neutral way. She says, what I have found with parenting decisions is that people project a lot. And so it really is so important for you to come back to your own way. Yeah. Which if anyone in the world asks me about anything, my response is, I think you need to find your own way. Mm -hmm. So I don't need to be convinced of that. I need to be reminded of that, right? And then there is the, the fact, which is today I don't have a nanny. So whether I will in a year from now or in a few months from now, Today, I don't. And so I am running my business and solely taking care of my child. Does that make, and I feel like that's sometimes really important because someone could give you an idea that you actually do want to run with, but it's not going to happen today. I'm not changing my whole childcare setup this week, right? So then my question for you, because I'm like, literally how, but you mentioned all these like really great self-care practices, like energy sure. work, yoga, um, body worker who also offers life coaching to you, right. you have your business, like literally how are you doing going to those things and doing all it's, it sounds like you've done a really great job of integrating your daughter into your work. So you're able to, 
I'm not saying like seamlessly, but you're able to. No, but I can kind of flow in and out of my task load, right? With her in touch. Like you've gotten that down. Um, how are you able to get to those other things? Like, do you have a reliable babysitter or is it your I partner? I do have a couple girlfriends who okay. have really enjoyed spending time with my daughter. Okay. And so that is like an occasional, maybe once a week for a few hours, maybe every other week. So it's kind of like a play date for, I mean, they are adult people, but they, um, enjoy her. And now that's become a consistent place that she goes. Okay. And that started. I want to say like six months ago or I don't know, maybe it was COVID. Yeah. And they were sort of exercising a similar level of um, caution that we were and they have an outdoor space. So I don't know, a year and a half ago, I actually don't know when we started doing it a little more regularly. Yeah. Um, And that was a lifesaver at that time. It was also like, let's see how this feels. Mm -hmm. Do I want to grow this? Do I want to shrink it? Like, how does she respond? She loved it. I loved it. But during COVID, I was also less interested in exploring, um, sending her to a preschool. And Mm -hmm. I have struggled personally with um, hiring staff at my shop. And I have sort of, I'm realizing this as I say it, I have a fear around hiring a nanny. Mm-hmm. And what are, what's some of the fear? Um, like how, and I'm a really trusting person. So it's interesting. Like I have some fear around how do you have confidence that that person is safe, that they're um, good at what they do, that I can afford to pay them. And that's mm-hmm. a funny thing for me because generally speaking, a nanny is going to make about the same amount of money as one of my associates at the boutique. Oh yeah. So my original position before I even had a baby was I'll be home because if I'm going to pay someone to do work for me, I would like it or with me, I would like it to be in the boutique and I'll be with my baby. Yeah. And now that she's turning three and COVID was starting to lighten up. I'm concerned right now. Yeah. The Delta variant. Like, but yeah, um, like, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hoping that soon there would be a transition into preschool because I think Lillian would really thrive there. Yeah. And then I could then create a little structure with that without ever having to hire a personal nanny. And no one has ever come to me. You know, sometimes you're like, I'm thinking about having this happen in my life. And then within a few weeks you meet someone and they're like golden for that. And it feels meant to be. And that has never happened with a nanny. Yeah. So I want to share something just for other moms who are out there that are like, like really relating with you because I definitely did. And when we hired our nanny, I um, never left her alone with Sloan for, I think it was like two weeks to a month. Yeah. So it was, it just to I, sort of soothe your own self yeah, in the process. 100%. Yeah. Cause I, I've, I've shared, you know, that I've had, I had horrendous postpartum anxiety and I, like my husband didn't even take my daughter outside of our home until she was like three or four months old. Right. Uh And so it was like to have this other person come in was tough. And so 
it was like I was I was paying someone basically just to come and hang out at our house so I could build up that level of comfort with her. And good for um, you for allowing yourself to do it your way. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, you do it in my way. Yeah. And uh it's funny because I worked when I lived in Chicago, I worked for a nanny agency. It was called K Grace Childcare. I'll give them a plug because they are great. And my role within that agency was always part-time. And so sometimes that like they hired full, they would hire in full-time nannies. So sometimes like if a nanny went out of town or had an appointment, I would like fill in for that nanny. But often it was like, oh, a mom needs someone or a dad, a parent needs someone for three to four hours on a Wednesday. So I would show up at a stranger's house and they would leave within 15 minutes of me arriving. And partially it was like the family was background checked, all vetted. I was background checked, all vetted. So I mean, there was like a different layer of like comfort there, but I was like, I could never imagine my child having a literal stranger walking into the house and then 15 minutes later, me leaving. Like in our world, yeah, that would never happen. But I did that for five years. Like I went into like over 50 homes Yeah, and first day I'd meet someone, they'd be like, okay, bye. Like, here you are with my baby. Yeah. So it's just so unique how personal preferences, right? Yeah. And I, I will say, I really value the fact that we operate in the world diversely. For sure. Yeah. So I have very close friends that have full-time nannies and they have found their gift from God. You know what I mean? Like we all do, right? Like, and I, whether you believe in God or not, save the universe or just X out that name. Like I believe that people receive what they need in different forms and we cultivate it. And if it's not right, then we make choices around it to improve it or fine tune it. Right. Like I I believe that. So I believe if I were to hire a nanny, I would ultimately find the best possible person, but that type of block, And some of those questions or insecurities I have had have even obstructed the path of even placing an ad. Mm -hmm. And so with no divine intervention of like, oh my gosh, you need a part-time job and you love taking care of kids and you and Lillian like really hit it off well. I mean, then I would hire a nanny, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, maybe the store sales would increase and I'd be like, oh, this is so cool. I can easily afford but that hasn't happened. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's important to sort of embrace what is. Yeah. Even though someone might look at me and say, you could, or you should A, B, C, D. It's like, thanks for your feedback. And now why do I have all of these huge feelings and what is best for me? And what needs to happen? And so that just sort of led me down this path of, I think it's actually really important that I am the primary caregiver of my daughter and that literally in our house means I spend the most time with her in a week. Mm-hmm. And that's important to me. Yeah. Period. And yeah. to the point where the next interview I had, because we're hiring and our hours are limited right now because we're short staff. And I'm just allowing it. 
I'm not like, then I have to do this with Lillian. Yeah. Nope. I can sit here and see if this can reconfigure in a way that still allows things to be the way I've set them up. Or is something going to grow out of it that is the new answer, but it doesn't all have to be me flipping myself around. For sure. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. um, and so then in my next interview, it, you know, everything affects everything. I'm having a conversation. And at one point I said, you know, in a year from now, I will be participating more in my business with a structured schedule. That's now my intention and belief. And if my business closes in the meantime, that's okay. It like brought me back into my power, right? But that took a good month and lots of, there's been a lot. And it's interesting that all of this came up after you and I talked about me being on the podcast. Because then I was like, I have chills right now, which to me is the indication that ding, ding, ding. It's like, this is important to talk about. This is important for me to think and feel around about and learn from. And once I hit that place where I was naturally saying, I mean, I heard myself say it. I wasn't like, I'm going to get to this place. I heard myself say, and if my business closes because of my prioritizing my time with my daughter, that's okay with me. I was like, that's my truth. Wow. And that's such a level of like acceptance. And like you said, standing in your own power. Absolutely. Yeah. And how, and and one thing that I want to mention. So I, I first, and now my like timeline of our relationship is skewed. I'm like, did I first meet you at your event? What that you had with Kat? No, but I actually wanted to say something about that. So I knew you because you were my yoga teacher at Core Power, but we didn't know each other. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously you have a big group of students. I have one teacher that teaches this class. I go, you know, so I knew you Yeah, and you have a really, um, interesting flavor to me. Like, and I wrote about this in my Instagram post. Yeah. There's like this fierce strength and this soft nurturing or like holding, which I felt in your class. So I'm not saying that's who you are. I'm saying that's how I felt you in class. And I would sometimes feel a little more of one and be like, ah, or the other and be like, oh, but I was real. I thought it was really cool that I felt both. Yeah. And then you walked up to me at my event and you said, I like your energy. That's your (laughs) statement. And I was like, we literally have felt each other before. Yeah. Knowing each other's names. <laughs> well, and it's really, it's really fascinating. Back when I taught, I at the time I taught hot yoga. So when right. I would see students outside of the studio, they look nothing like totally well, that like, too, you know? right? And so it's like I I would and like you said, it's like I taught at that point in time of my life. I was teaching twenty classes a week. Sure, no joke. Right. So it's like I was seeing hundreds, right? Of yeah, students a week, and so, but then I'm that one teacher, and so sometimes I feel like I would 
it would be off-putting when I would go up to someone and they'd be like, you know me. And I'd be like, well, yeah, but I know you when you're sweating. <laughs> right. Like no clothes on. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we were at your the event. So you are a mutual friend of ours, Cat Canada, has an organization called Ladies Aloud, right. and you hosted one of her in-person events at your boutique. And I right. loved every second of it. It was about oh, sustainable God. fashion. Right. And so where I'm tying this all together is like, you're super progressive and you're really like driven and have, you know, incredibly high standards for yourself and your business and the world. And I love the fact because this was something I was getting at with a podcast for moms and radical motherhood that you have gotten to this place where you're like, my business and me being a business owner is not more important than me being a mom. No. Yes. And I love that because I've shared that like when I, I studied multiculturalism in school and I did a lot of women's and gender studies, which they're now calling gender justice. And I walked away from my degrees thinking that to be a fully participating woman in our culture and society today, that meant privileging everything else over motherhood. And now I'm loving to find other women that are like, oh, no, no, no. Like, this is my season of motherhood. And that doesn't make me like any less of a feminist or any less of a woman participating in the world. And I just want any less of an entrepreneur or. For sure. And I love you giving that pause language reflection to me. Yeah. Because A, I probably shared in a similar belief system coming yeah. out of college. Yeah. Um, and kind of, although my mom, interestingly, when we were really little, she, so sorry, when I was born, I'm her second child. She's single. Okay. And she chose, I think at that time, to be on welfare for a certain period of time to be home and then went to work. And so I did have sort of this training of the season. Yeah. There's some other things that I have needed to grow beyond that. You know, sometimes you have like a, it's almost like looking at a photo and you make a bunch of judgments and stories about it. Yeah, And then in your own actual life, you learn the ins and outs of it. But that seed was planted, let's say that. And then I, but, you know, just like literally this month had to really grapple with what does that mean to me right now? And then the coolest thing that happened after that was I circled back with one of the women that works here and said, and she had texted me and said, I'm so sorry I brought this up. And my response was, I am so glad you brought this up because you know what I've always wanted to do? And even though we've tried it before, we're going to really focus on it right now because we're short staff. I want a book by appointment boutique. And all of a sudden, I had some appointments come up and then people came in off the street and I was like, we're primarily open by appointment. So this is so fun that you happen to find me here today. And they're like, oh, really? No one needed to tell me that that wasn't going to work for my business or I, 
but I had all of this other level of confidence when I said it yeah. because I had done all of this excavating work around it because someone made a comment that made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. And so either vocabulary will grow now because of this different configuration in a new way or it won't. And I'm okay with all of that. That's amazing. And then hoping for the best financially because I'm financially insecure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm as well. I'm like, we have some things we can work on together. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. My husband's like, what is it going to take for you to feel okay financially? I was like, literally, I think it's, it's an internal thing. It's not an amount of money that's in the bank. Correct. It's something that's within. And I don't think he understands that right. truly. Right. Cause he's right. never experienced financial insecurity in the same way I have. Um, So yeah, that's a whole different podcast episode, but it absolutely um, is. And I think it's really interesting in mothering because how you either pass that on or don't, how you learn about it and share learning about changing your belief systems. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's, it definitely opens up a bit because a lot of people have that. Oh yeah. And even if they didn't have it so much, sometimes motherhood creates it. Like if that means now you're not working and you always had or whatever, like it often affects your, the economics of your family. So it would be a really interesting podcast. Yeah. I was actually sharing how, um, within the like financial podcast episode that I'd like to do, I was like, maybe you could be another guest on it. We could talk about it together. I moved out of my house when I was 16 years old. I ran away. And so I'd more or less been financially independent. Like, yes, I received like some help here and there and lived off student loans for a long time, which truly now my husband pays my student loans. Like that's literal fact. Um, And so then getting to a place now where my husband supports me has been an interesting mental gymnastics, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah. there, there'll be an, a whole episode on that, but Absolutely. I, I want to get ten. That. <laughs> yeah, ten. one thing I want to really focus on because we're coming up on time here and yes, for sure. We have sure. children, you know, yeah, totally. um, is so I'm looking at you and I, I told you, and I said this before, like one reason I wanted to start this podcast is because I like need to understand how other moms are doing it. But one thing sure. that I really loved from this conversation was you're like, stop looking out there, like figure it out yourself on the inside. Right. Right. Um, but I am looking at you and I'm like, one, you're always so fabulously put together and I'm like oh. your nails are painted cute I saw that your bracelets are for sale that you're wearing um my your niece's shop. company yeah so she's I'm 12 definitely <laughs> buy some of those um, <laughs> they're so good you're well accessorized your nails are super nice you're always very put together um so let's talk about style and okay. how you make that work because for me like true life here i'm wearing like a a not like not cute top but just like a flowy white top and and joggers literally right and um i find it impossible to wear cute things because my daughter is always like getting them dirty and then i'm like i don't want to wear this because i don't want her to stain it you know um you've 
been able to maintain like a very stylish um, motherhood vibe. And uh, yeah, so let's talk about your style and how you're making that happen for yourself and, um, and keeping up with it in motherhood. So interestingly, because vocabulary and my personal life are just so, you know, like, and I would say like, if you're in business coaching, and someone is working on with you on your work self and your home self. Yeah. My suggestion is stop. You are one self and that self yep. goes everywhere. For sure. Um, I now do more on Instagram for vocabulary because of COVID, mm-hmm. which has changed. I had to create a structure around that because washing my hair is feels impossible. Yes. I have wild hair. So I probably shower, do my hair and my makeup twice a week over like a 30-hour period. Like I might not shower and then do my hair. Like I shower this day, which means I can in the morning do my hair and my makeup and then go to camera Yes, Tuesdays and Fridays. Okay. Generally. So you got it down. Yeah. I am in pajamas and like with my hair and a top knot, like... 60% of the time at my house, mm-hmm. I have pajamas that are like, clo- you know, like the men's style pajamas that button mm-hmm. down shirt and pants, which I think are fabulous. Yes. I'm sometimes in those till like three in the afternoon, depending mm-hmm. on my like beginning, end of day. Yep. Um, buns are a necessity. And literally my daughter sometimes like, wow, your hair is wild. <laughs> like my hair is like this. Yes. So it takes time if I want it to look nice for me, what I call nice. Um, And then because I started buying differently for these live trunk shows on Instagram, I'm now wearing those clothes more. Okay. Because I have to have them on my body and then I really like them. And then I'm not buying other things so much. Then I'm trying to do like more Instagram stories of me wearing the clothes in regular life, regardless of hair and makeup, because I, A, want to like embody what it means to like get dressed with intention, feel good in your clothes, wear things even though they might get stained, if they're the right type of fabrics that you can get the stains out, like learn some things about that so that you can feel like when you're putting that on, regardless of your activity, you sort of intentionally put it on and enjoy the feeling you have once you're in it. Yes. Well, the more I talk about that and the more I like feature these clothes, the more I'm actually doing it myself. And I specifically wore these like minimalist earrings because I feel like you have really cool minimalist style. And when I saw your shirt, I was like, that's the shirt I envisioned she would wear today. And of course, there's a plant. And I'm super visual person. I wore my guiding star necklace to remind me it's okay to hear my voice. Because I was a little nervous to be on the podcast. Yeah, I've been wearing this mama necklace a lot. I thought that was appropriate. Yeah. I'm changing my last name. To Lillian's last name, which is Sterling. Okay. My husband's going to take her name too. Okay. And so that's the S. And this is a little heart that I've been wearing for, I don't know, 20 or 10 years, something. Um, but then, like, only this one comes off. Like, I'm not making those choices on a regular basis. 
Yeah, you're like keeping your layered necklace. Oh yeah, and my and they tangled mess sometimes, and I just work it out. My sister's daughter, so my niece, makes these bracelets. So those went on and stayed on. Yeah. My sister has cancer. Oh. And is at the tail end of her treatments, and things are going well. So we send her all the positive energy. But that has meant I feel a lot of the time now like I have three kids. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I'm talking with hers, yes. which is amazing. and means all those other things have even less time. Exactly. So the windows have gotten so tight, but I've been doing them for a while. So I know how, and these are stickers that stay on for like two weeks. Oh. Color well, straight. We're going to have to definitely link those. But she's talking <laughs> yeah. about, she held up her hands, her nail stickers. So. Oh, right. There's no video. Yeah. Color yeah. straight nail stickers. Yes. Paula Cerno or Lauren Baxter. Yeah. We're going to Clients of mine that are reps. Okay. So cool. yeah, it's definitely a priority of mine. But I also try to show up in a certain visual way for camera things. And I try to really be at ease at home. And that often means pajamas. I'm still envisioning your pajamas to be very chic. They're very cute. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like close. Like it's okay for me to wear those all day. Do you feel like it helps your mental health though to put yourself together? Is it? Yes. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Washing I my mean, face is a really big thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I finally have gotten to the space where every morning I wash my face. I put on moisturizer. I I think you say it. Ilia is the brand. I L I A. I use their oh, like yeah. um, face like SPF. Love that. Uh-huh. Get that on. Right. So at least I've got something like tinted, you know? And you start enjoying those steps, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of a micro view at your life as a mom. Mm-hmm. Bunch of things fall off the plate immediately. You don't even remember to pick them up. Yeah. And then there's like, this doesn't fit, but I want it. This does fit. I don't like it now because I didn't do the other three things. I don't even remember who I did those with. Like, it is a really interesting shakeup. And then COVID, similarly, has been a big shakeup. Oh, yes. And so if you can, for me at least, the most important thing I can do is notice the difference between external and internal. Mm-hmm. Hang out with the internal and try to help it become via practice, not be like one decision solved, tomorrow's perfect. Try to help it become the most comfortable, the most supportive, and the most joyful way. And trust that if I do that, then things will work out well. It's when I don't try to do that, that they don't work out well, as opposed to an old belief system of mine, which was there's one way it works out well, and I have to reconfigure to do it that way. Mm. So this is like the most um, Zen approach to motherhood that I've ever heard. And (laughs) 
the best. But the thing is, is that it's so amazing because I feel like you really are embodying it. And the last thing that you said right there is something that I think has made my journey through motherhood really tough is that I didn't necessarily think there was just one way, but I thought there was like a few ways, right? And I needed to find which one of those few ways was going to be my way. And then the force and what it, what I'm hearing from you is that you are really tapping into the internal compass and then letting that be your guide. And you're just flowing with what's coming from the inside out. And that it's fantastic. It's like, I, I'm, and that's kind of what I champion in a way is like one of my taglines is like learning from other moms who mom differently than you. Right. Right. And it's like, I have had a lot of women reach out to me and be like, Oh, I'm really triggered by what this person said, or like, this was hard. So triggering. However, it's like, why not listen to someone else? Just enjoy their experience, but then let that bring you back to yourself. Right? right. And it's like sometimes hearing what someone else does can almost affirm your decision Absolutely. versus like ruffling. Let it illuminate you instead of challenge you. Exactly. Yeah. So, right. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. So, thank you. And, and you're giving me so much inspiration here because one thing I'll share is like my daughter starting preschool next month. And yeah, I have some pause about it mainly because it's like COVID was going in such a good direction and now it's sure. not going in the best direction anymore. Um, but I feel like she's really ready for it and I'm really ready for yeah. it. And when you said something about like, you said like, oh, I want to be my child's primary caregiver. And I'm like, well, I do too. But then I'm like, she's going for four hours at a time. Correct. You know, like I'm still right. her primary caregiver. Right. And it then reminded me, on the inside, and this all happened within the span of like five seconds. Sure. No, right. like I really want her to go. Like, yeah. Even if it you're is not affirmed ready. for you. Yes. Like, I right. really want her to go. And like, and I think that's so important that, again, the diversity of people's approaches and life experiences and resources and what shows up for them. Yes. Is all really important. For sure. Yeah. But not. To be placed on anyone else necessarily. Yeah. Except for living by example, right? Like sometimes you're like, oh God, I wasn't aware that that was possible. Yeah. I'm going to look into that and it feels so good. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, that may- doesn't feel good for me. That doesn't mean anything about what it is for the other person. A hundred percent. And, and I love too that you just, you just have like just this gentle way of sharing it. You're not like forcing it down our throats of like, this is what I'm doing, you know, or like you yeah. also need to like listen to your internal. Voice, I'm still learning about what know? I'm doing. Right? Exactly. You know, it's, it was, it was such a, this is a conversation that I wanted to walk into um, in some way, shape or form. So I think this will spark a lot of uh, great ways for me to introduce this more to people listening. Cause I think it is hard sometimes to sit down and listen to how a, another mom has made decisions, particularly if they're right. different. And it's just such a great reminder of like, come back to the inside, like right. what feels right for me. And it's like, if all of our kids stayed home with us, like how busy would the parks be? It's like, at least you and your daughter can like have access to the swing. Cause my kid's yeah. going to be in preschool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. I mean, like we all and there's enough things. for everyone exactly. and there's yeah 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 now it's funny because my last question um for you is going to be like what's next and I was kind of thinking about that in terms of 
vocabulary and how, you know, as your daughter got older, what your plans for that was going to be. And it's so amazing to me that you're just like, whatever happens is going to happen. And I'm going to focus on my daughter and and my family and, and what feels right at the moment. Is that kind of what's next is just listening to yourself. I I've been developing that skill for a long time and I'm sure for the rest of my life, I'll be fine tuning it. Um, my hope is that vocabulary grows its internet presence and community of shoppers Mm -hmm. so that the brick and mortar is a little indulgent. Like we don't necessarily have to be open six or seven days a week. We primarily work more intimately with our clients on their time schedule, on my time schedule, on our style associates time schedule. So there's still, cause we do virtual appointments, we do in-person appointments, and then we do a lot of, we have a lot of presence on Instagram and people are now online shopping with us, which is so awesome because then I have more of a work from home position. And yeah, I really hope that as I personally grow, I just sort of get better at showing up to support my business and what it means and showing up to support my daughter and husband in their needs. And you said something, I just lost my train of thought, but to do with you and your daughter. Shoot, I lost it. I'll text you if I think of it. But I just think there's such a wealth in uh, the ability to live that way. Yeah. It's like an abundance of peace and joy on some level because it is your way. And there's, I just think if we can strive toward that, then we are successful. I mean, at one point you reflected back to me, your vision of me. And I was like, so you don't just see a giant failure right here. Like, but I believe in all the things you're saying to me about me too. Yeah. But it's really easy also to label it in this opposite negative way. For sure. Well, I will say when I so see yeah. you, I see a super stylish, super <laughs> fun. Um, like I was so excited for our conversation because I just knew that you were going to show up and be exactly how you are, which is like outgoing and energetic and just magnetic. And um, just a, I, I was surprised by the level of Zen that you had. And not, I'm not a little I surprised did. too. <laughs> I'm just, I was thinking like, and it's so interesting, like what we kind of perceive people as. Sure, like I kind right. of almost thought I was going to have a conversation of like hustle in some way. It's like, oh, uh-huh. I'm waking up at 4 a.m. to like right. do my orders. Like I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of had a feeling that that's what you were going to say. And yeah, so I've just been like, whoa, like I'm <laughs> so blood. inspired by you because oh. I have not felt called to like wake up at 4am. So it's like today, like I said, when I put up that Instagram post, that was good enough. I was doing it while my daughter was sitting next to me coloring. Right. It's like, I don't have, that's what I do. The desire or drive right now. And I mean, granted the other day, did I stay up till 10 PM to get the conversation that I'd recorded uploaded? Yes. Did I work on it for two hours after she went to bed? Yes. But do I do that every day? Absolutely Mm -hmm. not. Right. Right. 
So that was a super refreshing conversation because I think that um, sometimes that's how we, I perceive other women as like, oh, they're like grinding, right? Right. Or as like your approach is just like, I'm making it work. And it's, it was so amazing. So thank you. And thank you so much. Yeah. May we blossom instead of grind. Exactly. (laughs) Now, if someone listening is interested in connecting with you to be personally styled, um, what's the best way that they can? So probably Instagram vocabulary boutique. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also email hello at vocabularyboutique.com. And once you do that, like I give out my cell phone number, we can text, we can chat, we can do whatever is best for them. Um, Super, we have an earring subscription. That's kind of a fun thing for new moms, like to get a little something in the mail each month, not really have to think about it. Earrings are kind of an easy thing to put on when you have a sort of a functional uniform you're wearing on a daily. Um, As a whole nother podcast, just like clothing transitions before you get pregnant, when you're pregnant, when you have a new baby, when you have a toddler, when you, I mean, performance clothing for sure as a mom. Um, So maybe we'll talk again another day, but vocabularyboutique.com is our website and you can shop it. And then if you want to talk to us, Instagram or email is best. Cool. Yeah. And that will definitely be another conversation because I've had lots of struggles transitioning through my body. Everyone does. Changed yeah. A lot. Yeah. So yes. you will 100% yeah. be back. And um, I was joking with Cecilia before we started recording and I was like, I have a really tough time ending where I'm just like, thank you. You're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I was just um, thinking about it. We got to be like, okay, thanks. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. You're amazing. So yes, this is our this is our best approach at ending the podcast with some grace. So we'll just say thanks. It was great to talk to you and can't wait to do it again. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. I loved being here. I loved having you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share this episode with your friends. And You can help us grow by subscribing, rating, and reviewing a podcast for moms on your favorite podcasting platforms. I'd love to connect with you. Feel free to direct message me on Instagram at a podcast for moms or send me an email, a podcast for moms at gmail.com. I can't do this alone. Together though, we are a movement of moms revolutionizing the world through radical motherhood.